Well, first, let me start off by apologizing to those of you who listen early in the morning. Um, you're tuning in for another episode of The Southern Gent, but I am quite late in the day with posting this episode. Uh, however, this episode is going to be one that is quite interesting. I'm joined by none other than V. Marie, and we've been friends for quite a long time, going on 11 years, I believe. Yeah, about 11 years. So, if you ever wanted to know how I almost became a first gentleman, and you'll get to see how, or hear, <laughs> how me and V. Marie actually met, and how we became such close friends. She's my boo, B-E-W. So, yes, please, please, please enjoy this episode, and thank y'all for listening. Really, thank y'all. Mwah. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Eddie, and I'm back with another episode of The Southern Gent. And as you have heard, this season has been super awesome, and I have plenty more in store for you. So today, I am not going to hop into my whole spiel because I got my boo here. She is the owner of a digital marketing company, a fellow social media guru. She does some image consulting, some styling, and baby, she be singing, and she is (laughs) Holy Ghost Field. But all around, she is my boo for life and as B-E-W. I want to introduce to some <laughs> and welcome my guest today, V. Marie. Hello. Hello, hello, everyone. And to my boo. Oh, I just love you. I love you, too. I'm so appreciative of you joining me for this season because this is actually our first interview. Yeah, it's our first one. And the first of many, so you will yes. be a recurring guest. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm excited about this. So please, a little bit about yourself. I mentioned some things, but you can go into a little detail if you want to. Well, hello, everyone. Um, first, like Eddie just said, you know, this is my boo uh, for life. You know, like, and we were going to get it right. It's B-E-W. Okay. <laughs> that is the spelling. <laughs> But now, everybody, I am V. Um, marketing is my life. Um, I own a digital marketing company called the Official Digital Marketing Agency. Um, I've been in this business about seven years where I help um, small businesses build their online presence, um, helping them reach their target audience. And in turn, of course, we filling up those pockets, baby, because okay. we're growing their business in the process. Um, now I do a lot of things. People will be like, Ooh, you a jack of all trades. So mm-hmm. I know how to do hair and makeup, um, image consulting, personal styling. But now I kind of keep all of those things under my brand, just specifically for my clients when they pay for their service. So mm-hmm. not quite as much as I used to. Um, but it's definitely a passion of mine, all things beauty. Um, and then also, like Eddie said, I do sing. Um, yes. <laughs> I am in a band, a party band, and we travel every weekend all over. And um, for anniversaries, weddings, um, events, this past weekend, we were at a like a small town festival. So basically anything that you can need to party, you, we're, we're the band for that. So, um, yeah, that's that's all I got on my plate. And I'm just excited to be here and to start this conversation, honey. Yes, I love it. I have a couple of bookings for you. So 
Um, I'll probably be looking at you for some World AIDS Day activities, so please yeah. be on the lookout for that. We probably will have an event and we'll need some singles. Um, okay. And also, I'm working on some photo shoots. So oh, yeah. you know me in creative direction. Yes, not only for myself, but also for the organizations that I work for. So, yes, we're going to put yes. some money in our pockets. Okay, because that's what we do. That's, <laughs> that's we what we work. do. <laughs> and one of the other things that I do cherish about you, because we also met within church. You mm-hmm. also work for the church. You sing for the church. And I just love it (laughs) so talk to me about having a balanced christian life because i have some friends who sing quote-unquote secular music and also music right so talk to me a little bit about that what is it about having a balanced christian life well i'm gonna throw away back so i am a pk if Mm -hmm. anybody knows what that means i am a preacher's kid (laughs) so (laughs) that means when i was little growing up i was at church more than i was at home Mm. and when i was younger it almost became something i wouldn't say that i resented because i loved it Mm-hmm. You know, I love to be amongst the people. I love to be at church. I love praising God. I love to sing. I love to do the liturgical dance. And I loved every minute of it. But as I got older, I realized that because my life was so sheltered as a child, mm-hmm. um, that as I grew older, so many experiences that I came into were almost like a culture shock because I didn't have much of a balance as I was growing up. And now, don't get me wrong, I completely understand why Betty, okay, y'all, Betty is my mom. Yes, Mama Betty. (laughs) (laughs) I understand why she raised us that way completely. But do I sometimes look back and see where, you know, we could have balanced that out a little bit more? Absolutely. But of course, in turn, do I also understand that she did the best she could with what she knew? Absolutely. Mm. So as I got older, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to see life a little bit more. I'm starting to get out into the world. And I'm like, wait, wait, what's going on? So of course, like any person that's into something new, it's almost like you're a kid in the candy store. Right. And so um, like we hear all the time, too much of anything can never be a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. So for everything, you want to have a balance. So when I got out in the world, I ain't going to lie. I was out there. I was living, baby. I was outside. Oh, outside in these streets. I was outside because it was so new to me. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, oh, this, this is what the other side of life is. But in everything, like we just keep saying, there has to be a balance. So it can't be too much of being outside and then you don't got your other side of of Jesus that's balancing you out, keeping you level-headed, keeping you surrendered, keeping you anchored, you know, in the moments where it's not all about having fun and those life moments do hit us. Mm -hmm. So as I got older, I learned that it is okay to have a balanced life. It is okay for us to enjoy life. Yes, you want to, God should be number one completely because we are nothing without him. We can't do anything unless we move through him. And that is an element that we cannot live without. So mm-hmm. while, yeah, we, God wants us to enjoy our lives. He put us down here so that we could be fruitful, not just, you know, in multiplying, but 
Well, actually, in multiplying, we need to look at that in different ways. You know, in multiplying our wisdom and multiplying our pockets, Ooh, multiplying yes. our connections, um, you know, multiplying our reach, you know. So all of those things are important. But if we don't have a balance, then how are we going to reach anybody that's not like us? Mm. How are we going to come in contact with people who may not know God, who may not know the only Jesus they may get that day may be through you. Mm. You know, so I noticed that as I was getting older and I was getting into, you know, these different environments that God started using me to save people. Mm -hmm. And it would be the most unconventional, <laughs> you know, type situations. Yeah. And I'm like, what in the world, Jesus? Okay. <laughs> but had I not learned how to be a balanced individual and had I not learned how to live a balanced life, I never would have met these people. I never would have been able to leave the, the lasting imprint of the light through Jesus on, on them. So, man, balance, balance is important, too. You got to be able to say, Okay, you know, I need to let my hair down. And yeah. then, of course, with everything, you got to have some boundaries. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got to have some boundaries. But balance, balance is super important, you know. And I'll tell anybody any day, oh, yeah, I'm going to get up on stage and I'm going to sing my Earth, Wind, and Fire. I'm going to sing my Bruno Mars and my Shania Twain and whoever else. Yes. But I'm going to also get up. Sunday morning and I'm going to be at church at 8.30 because there's no way that I'm not going to get up and serve him after I've been out bopping okay. across the stage all night long. So, you know, I always make it sure that we stand surrendered and giving God what's due to him because if we if we want to be able to bop, we got to go through him. Okay. <laughs> to be able to stay here. And I think that's very similar to what I um, experienced. Now, I'm not no PK but my grandmother was one of the lead ushers in church. Baby. And so that is a whole nother perspective of that direct, yes. like, I'm coming over if you acting up type of thing. And my yes. mom was also there in church, too. So there, I get that feeling of being not surrounded or drowned, per se, because I was a junior deacon, loved it. Yeah. Actually loved going to church. And so right. even sometimes now I will go to church. Although I'm a retired church queen, but for me, it's more so about that balance to say, you cannot oppress me as a church. Right. And if you are oppressing me, then that is a place where I have no problem leaving. I have no problem stating um, what I feel. Yes. Now, some places, not everybody has their liberty, but for me, yes. that's a, a total thing of you cannot box me in in 2021 and preach to me. Uh, you know, full-on principles from 1961. So exactly. in that place, we have to be meaningful and flexible when it comes down to our ministry. And just like you, in some um, altered situations, <laughs> and right. then still minister to people. Because, like, when I talk to folks, I say, like, how Jesus hung out with the tax collectors. He hung out exactly. with us, us hoes. He hung out with all of the Period. people. Period. Everybody. And, his goal was to spread the message, spread the good news. And me being a hoe, okay, he, he would have hung out with me. Period. So at that point, it was on me to be able to take what Jesus has said and make it plain for somebody else. So, yes, I totally get that. And, you know, it's so crazy. I will never forget when I first came out. <laughs> and... <laughs> 
people knowing my family and knowing my history, they were like, how can you, how can you say that? And that that's, that's how God made you, but you, you know, God, you were brought up in the church. And I was like, that's exactly how I can say exactly. it. Exactly. Because I know God for myself. Ooh. And there is nothing that you can tell me to make me believe that he did that he does not love me and that he didn't have a purpose for me just like he has a purpose for you and that he still cannot use me exactly how I am and exactly how he made me the same way that he uses you and your little sinful self. Mm-hmm. And when I say I had that conversation with pastors, mm. <laughs> deacons, you know, anybody that came to me because I know him for myself and had I not, then I wouldn't be able to say, yes, he, he does love me, even though you may not, even though you may judge, even though you, you know, may have whatever feelings you may have. That's not how God is. That's not the type of love that he wants to. You know, that's not the how he wants us to view how he loves us. It's mm-hmm. not conditional. It's, it's not. completely unconditional. Mm-hmm. And I have really come to this place now to really say that I do believe in God. I always have. I believe in Jesus and the work of the Holy Spirit. Okay. So at that point, I do not believe that God is this vengeful, vengeful person that people portray um, God to be. And so for me, I understand that I don't know who God is. I don't know what God looks like. We haven't had a physical description or whatever it was, but for me, Sometimes it can be in just the works that we do. And Mm -hmm. I understand that for some people, God is a woman. God is a man. God is a trans. Whatever, whoever God is to you, that is your God. And for me, God is just God. I don't have to know what they look like. I don't need to know their gender. And that goes into a place of when you said of coming out. When we come out, people automatically think about our sexual acts. And it's like, that is none of your business what that is. Because if I can say that I'm fucking with somebody, that's not, has nothing to do with you. But if I say that I love someone, I have found love within someone, there should be no ramifications against my ability to love this person, regardless of their sexual orientation, their gender identity, or any of those things, or even, you know how some people take that gotta be equally yoked thing, and they yeah. resonated just to money, that is not the whole end-all, be-all. So not at all. Yo, I, find, I found my equal within this person, and it doesn't matter if they're a man, woman, um, in between, none of the above, whatever you are, whoever you are, if you love me, I love you. Okay. Period. So another thing that we haven't come into is that we're both sister folks. So <laughs> I think that is also why we get along so well because we've had to navigate the sometimes yes. difficult but most times loving, beautiful relationship of having a sister. And yes. so uh, I think that is so beautiful, your relationship with your sisters. And I've yes. met both of them and love them dearly. So yes, and they love you. About- <laughs> yes. You've oftentimes talked about your learning from them. So if there's something that you learned, like what is two or three of the top things that you learned from your sisters? Wow. Um, 
So my sisters are truly my best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the baby of four, my brother being the oldest. And then my oldest sister is 10 years older than me. And my middle sister is six years older than me. So I am truly the baby. The baby. baby. <laughs> and one of the beautiful things about that is I got to see life, real life from a, a very young age through them. Mm -hmm. Um, so it is a lot of things that I was able to navigate around that maybe had I not had that example, I wouldn't have been able to, um, but I'm definitely grateful for it. Let's see three things. Um, number one, I would say that comes like without even hesitation is how to one love unconditionally and support. Mm. Um, And when I say support, you know, a lot of people truly don't understand what it means to have strong familial bonds and Mm -hmm. strong familial ties. And I know that was one thing my mama told us when we were little is y'all, y'all have to stick together. You know, y'all, all all y'all got, y'all have Mm -hmm. to stick together. And throughout life's whatever you know (laughs) the ups and the downs the roller coasters I can say that no matter what they have they've been in my corner Mm -hmm. yes there 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 there's times when just like with any relationship you know communication may fall off and then we have to work to get back to that place but the willingness to work and to support one another and to always say I'm here you know I got you no matter what Um, that is something that is very, very strong. You know, I I joke around a lot. I say, you know, I really feel like I grew up with a a second set of parents until I became an adult. Um, And then they finally saw me as their sister. So support, number one. Um, Two is, you know, to be a woman about your business and to, to, well, to be a person, you know, to be a person of your word. So um, making sure that you plan, um, have a plan, have goals, have something in life that you are working towards to say, one, I'm confident in my my ability to accomplish this. Two, it challenges you to always be pushing yourself to the next level. And then three, just always that surrender piece, that balance that we talked about, that God piece, and knowing that through God that all things are possible. Um so definitely that, you know, just being a planner, being a woman that, you know, has a goal in mind at all times and not saying that you just, oh, I, I got to stay busy. I got to do this and I got to do that. But having those goals and making those plans keeps you in a headspace where you know that you have purpose. And we know that with so much going on, you know, in the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> so much going on every day to people around us, to us that it's good to remember I I do matter. I do have purpose and this is what I'm working towards. And this is what, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to accomplish. And this is what I'm going to do. That let's see what else. Oh, and then if I can just be candid, baby, they taught me how to dress. They taught me, (laughs) they taught (laughs) me about, you know, taking care of yourself and, 
I was basically like their doll from the time I was a little girl even to now. Like, yes. you know, they still buy me things. Like, I, I, both of them, I can just pop up and they be like, here, here's a dress. Here's some shoes. You know, here's jewelry. Here's this. Here's that. And um, that also came from my mom, too, because she's that way. But, you know, once again, you know, she put it into them and they created the examples. Even my middle sister child, when I was in high school <laughs> before, no, middle school, before I really learned how to do my hair, she would make me get up at like 5 a.m. And she would like take my roller set down or take my wrap down or whatever, comb my hair. I would go back to sleep, like sitting at the dining room table just so my hair would be done for me to go to school. So it wasn't a game, but they have been, you know, incredible, like influential women in my life with their transparency, um, with their willingness to just share with me. Okay, look, this is, this is what you need to do. We're not telling you what you got to do, but you know, this may be what you, what you need, um, you, what you, you know, the path you may want to go down and, um, something that just triggered my mind. I remember when I first started going through my divorce a couple of years ago, my oldest sister told me, she was like, you know, Ronnie, that's what they called me. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the destination never changes, even though the path may change. Mm. And that stuck with me and I applied that to everything now. So, you know, whenever rejection comes up, I remember, okay, you know what? That destination ain't changing. I'm still going to get there, but it's going to be a different path. So, and you know, I know that even though you are, uh, wait, you don't have older sisters. You just have Bianca, right? Well, I do have some, a couple of older siblings. (laughs) But it's, it is a funny story because my, all of my cousins are older. So we were all kind of raised as siblings, if mm-hmm. you um, believe that. Which Absolutely. happens in a lot of families. But because my mom's side is very close, um, my aunt had three children. And so just like you, I was introduced to the world um, very quickly because by the time I was older, my cousins were off having their own children or getting mm-hmm. married or whatever it was that they were doing and I was able to learn from them. And so I do have an older half sister. We don't have the best relationship. Um, and that's for a multitude of reasons. But right. in that sense, um, I didn't learn as much cause we weren't raised closely. And I do have an older brother. We were raised almost as like play cousins. And then in high school, I found out that he was actually, my brother and that was a whole nother situation so we tried to work on our relationship but then it could be all over the country so so oh, far right. it's really me and bianca who've been the closest yeah and because we're only four years apart so like right. you, i was the baby for a long four time. years and mm-hmm. even when bianca was still a baby baby i still had enough baby power (laughs) right no i get it (laughs) because there was still enough to spread around because actually um my mom had us at an older age so just like just like you said those older cousins who are my siblings almost they were the ones who would play with me and force me to do things and not include me in things and so when bianca came along there were so many people who wanted to still do these things with me because now I was older, I can right. talk better and do these things. And so I appreciated that. And I do value siblings so well because Bianca has been my rock 
of mm-hmm. like Gibraltar almost because if there's anything that I'm doing, if she don't show up, she's gonna be like, well, dang it, or she's gonna say how she feels. And I have always appreciated that. Now, we are almost like night and day, and the older I get, the more closer I get to who she is, <laughs> right? Because we are both very rambunctious, we don't like to be told what to do. Well, and I got the same blood running through you. We have the same sure. blood. And so for many, <laughs> many, many years, I was more um, mirrored, you could say, to my mother. Mm-hmm. And Bianca was more mirrored to my father. Okay. And so she has more of his <laughs> his actions and beliefs and stuff. So now I find myself like, at first I used to be like, ugh. Now I'm just like, oh, damn, I see it in myself too in a more mm-hmm. elevated level. So... I appreciate Bianca for growing me up because, as you know, I now have Shammy. So she's 14. Lord, she getting older. She just got a driver's license. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, oh, I have goodness. that piece of being. I had nieces and nephews before Shamaya, but because Shamaya is in the house, it also helped grow me up. So at that yeah. point, I was yeah. able to grow up and be older. And I know that you have a great relationship, especially with my fave, your nephew. <laughs> you know what? That is my baby right there. <laughs> Tell people all the time, stop asking me when I'm having children because I am a mom aunt, okay? Yes, yes. That is my baby. That is my buddy. You know, he keeps me on my toes and children, they teach us so much. Mm-hmm. I was just sitting here thinking when you were talking a second ago, uh, I'm like, we, we could do a whole nother episode just on the family. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, but children, they are, they are just radiant. You know, they teach us so much and then they just make you laugh and they make you appreciate so much they they just fill your heart with gratitude so that is my baby since he came out the womb mm-hmm. i remember i prayed before he got here i said lord i want him to always know that no matter what you know i have his back and i'm in his corner and does he know oh he knows it okay because i saw recently y'all went on another date and i was like okay. yes my niece does not like to be in public with any of us <laughs> she's Especially, in that age yeah teen i've never really liked teenagers even when i was a teenager and not saying i don't like her because i love her dearly but i don't sometimes i don't like her and it's mostly because yeah, I, taught, hormones. I taught her how to be this way exactly <laughs> And I'm like, Grasshopper, do not use this on the teacher. (laughs) We also talked about our friendship. So we have a great relationship with family. But our friendship has been almost like a familiar. It has been because I do. It has. I literally tell people all the time that I have not thought of my wedding, of course. But if I do ever get married, it would only be three people. Right. And those three people in my wedding would be you, my sister Jasmine, my god sister, who is definitely my sister, another rock, mm-hmm. and my sister Bianca. Because that is the type of relationship that we have had that has endured the test of times. Yes. And many people would not believe our journey <laughs> <to> friendship <laughs> because we actually dated the same person. <laughs> You know, I this is has to be if I can rate the stories of my life, this is probably one of my favorites. It is <laughs> like the top. 
I love when I'm like, oh yeah, you know, they be like, people are like, who's coming? Oh, you know, my boo. And they like, your boo? Yeah, you know, my best friend, Eddie. And they're like, oh, okay, you, I, how did y'all meet? Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> Let's go down the line. Then. Let's go. I will never forget. It's been, what, 10 years now? Yes, it has. Yes, we, we dated the same person. Yeah. At the same time. At the same. And at the time that that individual, you know, was not honest, of course. Yeah. With anyone in the situation. Because they were not just us. Right. I was just about to say, it wasn't just us. Um, There were a few other people that were definitely entangled um, in this web. But I remember seeing you in service. And before I actually, you know, knew any of what was really going on (laughs) behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. God spoke to me concerning you. Mm. And that's when, like, I remember I was first coming into, you know, like, really God really starting to use my spiritual gifts. And one of them is, you know, the discernment piece, the, Mm -hmm. the prophecy piece. And he spoke to me directly about, I had never had a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. I had never, I didn't know anything about you. I didn't even know your name, mm-hmm. but my heart and my spirit connected with yours. And I remember God was like, go, 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 go pray for him. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, yeah, okay. I'm not going to go pray for this man. I don't know I don't him. Know him. You know, I'm still in college. I'm young. I'm like, no, no. I'm not going over to that man. And he stayed on me like, go. And I remember I went and it was like that moment, like our spirits connected. Mm -hmm. And um, then, of course, the drama. Yeah. (laughs) We can't leave out the drama. The fun times. (laughs) You know, the drama. And But the thing is, we never had any like real conflict. No. It was just the word of mouth. Mm-hmm. It was, oh, well, he don't like you. Oh, well, she don't like you. Oh, yeah. well, this and that. But you and I still, but I think it because it was a God thing more than anything. Yeah. More than anything. Um, we never like fell into the the pettiness of the drama. And then I remember once I walked away from well, we both had walked away from the situation. Yeah. And we were following each other on Twitter and we was like, you know what? We need to go talk. We We need to sit down. We need to have some drinks. And we did. And it was like before reality TV was even a thing, baby, we could have had a show. We could have had an award winning (laughs) show. Okay. They would have given us a star. And they don't even give reality stars of Hollywood Walk of Fame that. Baby, we would have truly Just like you said, it was literally like the Brandy Monica beef. And now they may have had real beef. But, of course, there was a lot of outside influences that would say things. And it was like, well, why are you saying this to me? Because I never honestly had... A huge problem. My problem was with with the source, right? And so, and, and it, me as well. Mm-hmm. And because it was such a lie, and I think I did have the first time I feel like I saw you because he used to preach and be like, "My wife's gonna sit in this seat," and he would always leave an empty seat, and I'd be like, yes. "Yeah, right. That's gonna be for me." And <laughs> when you came and sat in that seat, I was like, "Wait a minute!" And it was so like it's so crazy just how people create their own 
like they create situations mm-hmm. because I remember him specifically telling me because you know my personality mm-hmm. like people would look at me and be like oh she want to be in the forefront oh she want to be on stage but that's really not mm-hmm. you know like how, how I am Same. and he was like I need you to sit in this specific seat mm-hmm. and I was like <laughs> <sighs> you know like I don't really want to go up there but I'm gonna go up there and I just remember, like, after that, everyone was just like, oh, so this is serious. Like, this is, yeah. you know, oh, you guys are, you're going to get a married. Item and have a family. They had planned your future out and everything. They planned my future out the first time I came to church, child. They yeah. already knew who I was. And I, did, exactly. I was just coming to a seminar. Okay. <laughs> I didn't what? even know what I was walking into, baby. Well, what I will say is that out of all of the craziness that went on at that place, we have both learned so much because I actually feel that my spirituality had had grown tremendously under his, not direction, but under that cloud of being a member of that place. Oh, absolutely. So for me, although we had our issues, I still have no, like, hard feelings against him or anything else because yeah, we friends yeah i feel like <laughs> I, I, we are cool. he needs you as an image consultant as a whole thing because in my head we were going to be the affirming cool. church you know mm-hmm. you're gonna be even, first g yeah and there was some conversations of like how can we grow this how can we make this boom and my thing was even before there was like the the uppc Yes. I didn't even know about that. I hadn't heard about it or anything, but that was the model that I was going for as the active partner because I was like, baby, yeah, I'm going to be Michelle Obama up in this house. Period. And <laughs> that was not the case, but I do think um, I feel so like funny, he's a phenomenal person. Oh, My mother yes. loves him dearly. Um, yes, yes, yes. If yes, there's yes. anybody that she'll let pray for them, pray for her, it's probably him. And right. she trusted so deeply. And it's not saying that he's not a man of God because he totally is. It's just you, you have I was to just identify. About to say your, that. You have to identify in your own purpose. And there's too many outside influences in his circle. That's another show too. Um, okay. To talk about how you know we uh, oftentimes associate a man's or uh, an individual's mm-hmm. ability to operate in the spirit and to operate as a man or woman of God connected to what they do in their humanity mm-hmm. you know and when <laughs> this is two totally different things it is you know different. we forget that pastors are still men they're still women they still have an entire identity of humanity that we like to negate only because they decided to accept the call when we mm-hmm. all have a call Exactly. We but do. of course, because they do, they're put, you know, on the pedestal. They're put in the spotlight. So again, that's a whole nother episode. Yeah, and there's <laughs> a box. There is a box that people mm-hmm. in. And what I will say is that a lot of the people that I know, whether they're a politician, a reporter, a pastor, or whatever it is, they have such a harder time. Um, they do removing the box or. Opening the box even a little bit in your own identity. And for me, that's the path that I have been led on. Because, of course, you know, I wanted to be 
um, the biggest reporter in the world, the biggest journalist. And then there was a time mm-hmm. I wanted to be a politician. And then I, there was a time where I wanted to be the first G. And so all of these boxes and labels came with that. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was more so of validating my own identity and saying, I can still do these things. I can still yes. minister to you in who I am with acrylic nails, green hair, yes. um, uh, see-through t-shirt. Now, some places, you know, I ain't wearing it everywhere. Right. But you have to be able to say, like, I am still a human with yes. a life. Yes, 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 yes. And that a lot of that comes along with our generation breaking out of still the confines of a much simpler time of life, a, mu- a time where voices were muted, a time where individuality was not a thing and everyone wanted to, you know, create this cookie cutter, you know, world where, oh, if you color outside the lines and oh no, you got to be <laughs> extra night you gotta yeah, be now you're just out. out right you know and that is something that I know especially I feel like that was a part of my story you know and my testimony for for my family because I was like a pioneer mm-hmm. you know of course I knew a very long time from the time when I was a little girl you know who I was mm-hmm. and you know, growing up, trying to know, you know, that's it's not right. So no, that's 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 not who I am. Right. And then finally, when I'm like, you know what, <laughs> I'm gonna be me. It was yeah. hard at first. Yeah. Because people look at that and they're like, oh, you were being manipulative and you were being secretive and you were doing this and you were doing that. And I'm like, no, I wasn't. You know, I was still being myself. But you didn't want to see me for who I truly was. Yeah. And so the moment when I rebelled against your image of me, you were like, wait, no. You know, so that, I feel like that's truly like this. That's like a ticket that was given to like our our generation is to be like, you know, you know, I don't have to look this way in order for God to use me. No, exactly. I don't have to be this way in order to be an influential person in my community and to shed light and to make moves and to you know be build an impact mm-hmm. and so that's that's good i'm glad you you brought that piece out yes i love that because just like you said we have the power to be individuals yeah. and so in our own power it should be respected because in 2021 it's a different time than it was, even in 2011. So, okay. yeah, there, there was not much of a, like, a big thing of being gay. It was still on the burgeoning of awareness because heteronormativity is the primary thing. And so I even remember from childhood, I say childhood, like, my teenage years, probably around 13, 14, of saying, like, praying that God take these things away. And so even in my later teens, going into my 20s, I had reached a point to where I would even say, well, God, if you don't take this away from me, just take me out. Mm-hmm. Because it was so hard yes. to not only live in that closet, quote unquote, but also to fight my own internal battles of who, it, who I wanted to be. Because like yes. I told you, and many other people, this 2021 20, version of Eddie, okay. I would not have associated with him in 2011. 
And it's only because I had these boxes and I had these ideas of who I was supposed to be based upon what others wanted me to be or who they saw me as. Yes. And we're all multifaceted human beings. Everyone has um, um, hobbies. You may have a career. That is one other intersection. Your religious aspects, spiritual aspects, your familial aspects. All of these things make us into who we are. And so that's why when I talk to people, even about their HIV status, it's like that is just a little piece of who you are as an individual. And for folks to get hung up on one of those places, it also shows me that, you know, that's that you may not need to be the one in my life, whether Mm -hmm. you're a partner, a friend, a family member, whoever it is. I will give you a chance to learn all the pieces of me, but you cannot leave me in that one place. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. People, and they, a lot of times people don't realize that they even do that. Mm -hmm. It's like, and even in relationships, um, both romantic and like you were just saying, you know, in friendships and People, they want you to stay exactly who you were mm-hmm. when they met you. And the moment you start to grow and evolve, they feel some type of way because they're like, you're changing. We're supposed to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm allowing you the space to grow. I'm giving you the space to grow and I'm growing with you, but you aren't growing with me. And that's when rifts and communication and all of that start to happen because people start missing each other and there's always one person that sees it from both sides and the other person is like no you're changing baby I'm supposed to you know and if you are only trying to stay in love with that original version of me that you met then you just might as well go ahead and leave now because I'm not gonna shrink myself or not grow not evolve just because you're obsessed with who I was 10 years ago Okay, I ask people all the time, can I be me? And so in that sense, it's more so about, just like you said, I want to constantly evolve. I want to constantly grow. And I want to always remain someone who is getting to know themselves. So the biggest um, misinterpretation of you need to know who you are. Yes, that is great, but I don't feel like there's, I don't want there to ever be a place in my life, whether I'm 60 or 70, to where I'm not discovering um, new things, whether it's internally or externally. So internally, I do want to have way more awareness of who I am. But there's also some things that I want to learn, because by the time I'm 60, there's going to be a whole new generation of people around. And so if I don't learn from the past and then be able to work in the present, I don't feel like I'll ever have a future. So Mm. in that sense, I cannot move into the next phase of life without being able to acknowledge where I've come from, acknowledge where I am, and acknowledge who else will be the next generation of leaders, friends, partners, or whatever else it is. Yes, 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 yes. And I was just sitting here thinking, and I'm like, you know, even looking at our friendship and Mm -hmm. our relationship, what if we had not grown with each other? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, the people that we were 10 years ago, you know, and who we are now, 
Baby. <laughs> yes, it's a whole different. You know, world. the evolution is is just is is, is mind blowing almost. Mm-hmm. And throughout the spaces and throughout the years and the the ups and the downs, you know, have we not rode the wave of okay, this is who they are now. This is mm-hmm. who we are growing into. This is what we're dealing with now. And then on the other side of it, accepting who we are as a result of what we've been through over all of that time, you know, we wouldn't still be able to have a bond this strong. Mm-hmm. You know, we wouldn't be able to you call each other family and we would miss out on truly like important and integral connections all because we choose not to grow. Yes. And it, it's mm-hmm. funny that you said that because it does remind me of some kind of petty moment that I did have. But I think for us, it has been that allowing each other to just be who we are. Yes. And you know how you have like yes people in your life. But what I can say is that not all yes people are bad people because right. at that time when you say yes is because we know that each other, one of us and both of us, vice versa, will be able to understand where the other is coming from. Even if we yes. don't know the whole story or whatever it is, we know that we're going to be doing it for the best of our own good. But yes. we have also, I will say, you have also definitely talked me off a ledge a couple of times, so it's not just saying yeah. yes for everything, but <laughs> most of the time, it has been a yes because you know that I'm going to be some, I'm not going to do anything that's not in love or intent and I know that mm-hmm. you're not going to do the same thing. So even exactly. if I don't always agree with it or not even saying agree, because I can't agree or disagree with everything in life. But if I don't fully understand it, I yes. Oh, see, that you. was an important shift. Mm. We might not always get the situation, mm-hmm. but because we know an individual and we know their their true heart's intent that makes the difference. Mm-hmm. And the petty moment that I thought about was because at not this, uh, was it last year when I came to your party at the house? Last year. In 19. Last year. Last year. So you remember who I brought, right? Right. Marcel. <laughs> Marcel, <laughs> he was actually, oh Lord, I'm spilling names. Anyway, Ooh. that's my old boo. Okay. We were forever love each other right i ain't saying he when it got away you know but you know it just won't fade so he actually i brought him to the church to make that person jealous because (laughs) that was 2011 so it's funny now that i didn't even realize it when we came to the party uh we y'all had met each other before (laughs) that is so funny Child, we met back when I was the first lady, honey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was being extradited. I felt like I felt like Princess Diana at one point. Like damn. <laughs> and then I said, I'm bouncing. I got me a new love. I'm looking for a new, new love. love baby. Ooh, I want y'all to sing that. We need to. I want to hear that when I when I book y'all, that's the song I'm gonna request. Please. Yeah. So we're wrapping up on the show. So thank you all for listening, staying in tune. But I want to know, talk to me about some of those characteristics that you look for in a friend. It doesn't have to be a long list. It can be two, three, five, one, whatever it is. What are some of the things that you look for? Or yeah, because I'm actually actively looking for people in my circle. So what are some of the things that you look for when you're looking at a friend? 
Oh, well, it's it's almost very similar to <laughs> when you're looking for like someone to date. <laughs> It's, it's, it's very similar to that. I, the, one of the first things that I look for is, does that person love themselves? Mm-hmm. Um, from what I have learned is if a person is, does not have self-love, then they are incredibly impressionable. And that is difficult in friendships because they don't have like, their own backbone. They don't have their own identity. That's what mm-hmm. I'm. That's what, yes. that's what I'm trying to say. They don't have their own self identity, and so then you get into all of these issues, like the jealousy, the underlying jealousy, and the underlying competitions, and you know they start to adopt things that they like about you because they see how you operate and they think, okay, well, if I do this, then I'll feel the same way instead of learning themselves and developing their own self-identity so that they can be the best person that they are. Um, So that is huge to me. Like I look at how a person loves themselves and do they know who they are? Um, So that's big. Um, Two, I will say the, their spirituality um now am I saying everybody has to you know serve the same God that I serve and and love the same God that I love no but Mm -hmm. you must have some form of discipline Mm. when it comes to your meditation your affirmations of yourself you know your time that you spend in surrender you know so that you can be able to build yourself up and 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 have what you need (laughs) <laughs> you even know, crystals, you know, I'm getting into crystals again. Well, for once, I'm learning. <laughs> you're learning about them? And so, yeah. You know, I, have, I have all types of friends that, and I respect them for mm-hmm. who they are, as long as they're not toxic to me and they're not toxic to themselves. And don't clown my God. I will say that, you know, we right. can have differences in Right, 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 right. Don't clown my God, though. No, no, no. Don't clown no, no. your stuff. Don't clown mine. Don't clown mine. And there, there has to be that respect there. So I feel like some form of spirituality, um, I look for that because we got to be able to talk. And even though you might not, you might not know my Jesus, but you can understand because you do have a universe that you connect with, that you pray to, that you, um, you know, spend time in worship with. So we got to be on the same level, <laughs> you know, when it comes to that. And then all around, um, Communication is big. You know, can you express yourself? Not even saying in deep situations, but mm-hmm. I, I'm a deep person. Not saying that I'm looking for everybody to be as deep as I am, but you mm-hmm. have to, I'm not gonna, I'm not a mind reader. Mm-hmm. So I can't dive into your brain and pick apart whatever it is that's, <laughs> that's on your heart at the time. Or if you're going through something and you're in turn acting differently, you know, you got to be able to communicate with me. Hey, you know, my mom is sick and I, I need some extra prayer. I need some extra support. Do you mind whatever? Or even if you don't need anything from me specifically, but just being um, an open communicator, because an open communication, open communication means you trust the other person. Yes. So that kind of all goes hand in hand. Ooh, um, yes. Truly, like that communication piece. And then, you know, if they're a good and effective communicator, then they... 
they trust you. You know, so mm-hmm. that's that's big. And and child, they gotta be able to to live. They gotta yes. work it out. And Freedom. Not okay. Don't get me wrong. I like to sit in the house too. I like to have my <laughs> wine down nights. I like to, you know, kick up, watch a little little movie here and there at the house. But I like the bop. You know, like okay. that night I saw you. I hit up seven spots, and then one night, and I saw yeah. like four different groups of friends that night. So. You know, we got to be able to live and you got to be open-minded and want to learn new things and experience new things and not just be so shut down and no, I don't want to do that. So mm-hmm. those are the biggest things, you know, communication, that self-love, self-identity, um, you know, what is your, what are your spiritual practices? And I feel like those are kind of like those, those foundations that, you know, let me know, okay, you know, this is somebody that I can vibe with and this is yeah. somebody that can be in my circle because we mesh well together. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite phrases off of mesh. Clueless. Yeah. You just don't mesh, you know, you gotta <laughs> mesh well together. Yes. What about you? <laughs> give me give me your top thing that you look for and when you are, you know, meeting new people, like what trait stands out to you and you like, you know what? I wanna get to know them a little bit more. Baby, everything that you listed, that's why we are friends, because those are <laughs> the top things that I appreciate in my friends. And so it, there was a time where I did believe, you know, financially we have to be equivalent. But no matter where I go in life, I talked about this on another episode of I, I already know I'm destined for richness and all of these, un, like, not unfortunately, but I don't want to be caught up in the fame game. But mm-hmm. I do know that there, I see it very clearly and plain as day that I will be um, my Angelou level, not maybe not her level, but you know, the <laughs> fame so and the acknowledgement. But I really believe that if you are in my circle and let's say I'm making a million dollars a year, yeah, you're making $15,000 a year. I'm not going to turn you down no. from a trip. I'm going to pay for your expenses to get there. And it's not going right. to be an obligation. Is going to be because I want you there. I want you in my life. And so when you said that thing of like being able to understand each other, one of the things that I offer is remaining curious. And so Ooh. if you have a different perspective on life than I do, I'm Let's not going to be there to be like, yeah, I'm not going to be there to be like, oh, well, you love God. Why do you love God? My curiosity is going to come from, well, what is it that we can do to work together? Because if you want to pray, I'll pray with you. And I may not be praying to the same God, but I'm praying for your betterness. I'm praying Mm -hmm. for your health, wealth, joy, peace, and all these things. But I'm going to ask those questions of, you know, well, talk to me more about how you're feeling and let me know what it is that you're experiencing. And if I don't know about your practices, I'll ask you. Okay, so, well, you know, when you're praying... What do you believe in? What is it that you're asking your God for? Or if you are a vegan, I may say like, well, what is it that I can prepare for you at our next function? Because, you know, I cook for, you know, big people. Make me some mushroom tacos, honey. Okay. (laughs) I want to know these things of who you are because I will say that over the years, you know, I used to be very, like, marriage oriented relationship oriented right but my friends have always been that number one spot because no matter what i feel like my friends should be they're gonna be there exactly and they are going to be there 
Now, my partner is not always saying the same. Now, there are some people who are those types of partners where they're your friend as well. But then we have both, <laughs> the same time and at different times, we have both experienced people who either change and, you know, not for the better, it's for the worse. And so at that point, we have to be able to recognize where we are and who we are in that place. And if you fit, like you said, we're not meshing well. So it's no beef. It's just our time has run out, you know? Yes. Sorry, child. I drank some water and started choking. So sorry. Sorry, listeners. Right when you <laughs> I I heard like, it, and I was whoa. like, damn, listen up. <laughs> but um one thing when you were just saying talking about the importance of friendship and i won't be long but um i think one thing people forget when they move into relationships is like you just said friends will always be there Mm -hmm. you know like because that is that that's different like it's a familial you know type bond where you know you get into relationships sometimes and then you forsake your friendships you know and you make everything and everything about that that partner that person that you're with and when we do that then now okay the partner done changed up on us and they gone now what we gonna do Okay. You know, so now those same people that you you kind of <laughs> forsook a little bit, you got to mm-hmm. go back and, hey, <laughs> hey, y'all, you know. Um, hey, big I, head. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I, I still love y'all. I'm single now. You know, so it, it's so important to always, always, always nurture, nurture those, uh, those, those friendships and those relationships. I, another thing, whoa, what did you say that, that stuck out to me? Oh, when you said you remain curious, mm-hmm. um, that just goes hand in hand with what we were talking about, like wanting to know more about a person so that you can grow with them, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not just, okay, well, let's be, you know, I know she liked to wear pearls. Child, I don't need wear pearls no more. I wore okay. pearls in 2011. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so you still buying me pearls and here I am. I done moved on to, you know, chains and the other, all other kind of stuff. But it's just, it's important, you know, to show, to show that person that you have a vested interest in them and to be around people who make you want to learn more about them. Exactly. I love that. And you know, I love, 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 love you. This has been an awesome ass episode. Um, yes. Before we get out of here, I want you to tell the people where they can find you, to book you, and everything. Okay, so I am on um, Instagram as the, uh, no, I'm sorry, official V Marie, official V E E M A R I E. And uh, my business page is the official digital agency. Um, so my personal page is official V Marie. Of course, if you look at my bio, the other pages linked there. Um, but my business page is the official digital agency on Facebook. I am V Marie V E E M A R I E. Um, business page is the same as it is on Instagram, the official digital agency. So, um, please come follow me. I am not mean at all. If you no. follow me, I will follow back and I'm going to interact with you. So please don't follow me if you don't want me coming 
on your pictures or reply okay. to your stories because I am that person. Once you follow me, we are friends. Okay. <laughs> Same. <laughs> okay, we are friends. Okay, well, if there's anything that you want to say, like what Jerry used to do, the final words. <laughs> oh, for Jerry's final thoughts. <laughs> um, One, just again, thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, It has been incredible. I have enjoyed, you know, the dialogue and the laughs and just sharing love with you. Um, To everyone out there, I just leave with you to um, every day that you get up and your eyes open and you see the light, whether it's cloudy outside or sunny outside, you need to remember that that means that there is still a plan and purpose for your life. So no matter what the situation looks like, get up and know that there is a plan for that day and you got to execute it. So you have purpose and you are beautiful. Shine in your light. I love that. So yes, I am super appreciative of having you here today. And I know that many of the listeners will get plenty of nuggets, gems, and good laughs from this and some tea. So if you okay. want to also be on the show, know that it is available to you. You can email me at I go by Eddie at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, TikTok. And Twitter at Eddie W Live E D D I E W L I V E, and you can also follow, um, subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is Ed Wiley 06. Make sure you subscribe so I can change that name to my full on brand, and also follow me on TikTok. Eddie W Live is really fun, and I'm gonna be doing some more TikToks today and tomorrow. Very fun. Please yes! follow him. <laughs> and thank you all for listening. Tune in next week for a brand new episode. Ciao.